Hello, this is Brother Greg Martin coming at you from Kentucky. Yes, Electric Lazy Land. And guess what? This is my favorite slide. This is my Greg Martin signature slide, also known as a swamp frog. But uh, when you have the little uh, orange deal on it, it means it's been prayed over by at least a hundred missionary Baptist pastors back here in Kentucky, which gives you that fabulous spiritual mojo tone that we've been going after. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Yeah, Today's show is yeah. brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Hello, you beautiful people, and welcome to the Better Each Day podcast, where you can meet today's guest, Greg Martin, musician, radio personality, and kindred spirit, I came to realize as we chatted for about five hours on what was supposed to be a 15-minute interview. Greg and I trailed off several times. I kept most of the chat, and I hope you find it interesting. His band, the Kentucky Headhunters, are an American country rock and southern rock band consisting of Jug Phelps on lead vocals and bass guitar, our guest, Greg Martin, on lead guitar and background vocals, and brothers Richard Young, lead in background vocals and rhythm guitar, and Fred Young on drums and vocals. The new album is That's the Fact, Jack, and it rocks. Telling somebody the other day, I'm going to start my own country. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it or what it's going to be about. Just don't call it country music. <laughs> I don't know if it's alive right now. I, it never dies. I mean, it's indestructible, I yeah. think. I, I, I was sitting around playing... I pulled out an old Ricky Skaggs album yesterday, and I, I'm more of a blues player, but yeah. um, I was playing along with Ricky Skaggs, and and I, it was like riding a bicycle. I'm going, well, I guess I'm just a hillbilly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A hillbilly at heart. So you do a, a radio show as well, right? Yeah, man. I've been doing a, I've been doing a blues radio show, I, actually 22 years, but at this one station... I have uh, I've been there over twenty years now. Yeah, it's called the Lowdown Hoedown. The Lowdown Hoedown. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's blues. Uh, it's really a blues show, but it's more roots oriented. You know, we we we. You know, the gist of it is mostly blues, and and I do a lot of I, I go back, and you know, and and try to uh, uncover you know some of the old stuff and mix it with the new. But man, I also play a lot of rhythm and blues, soul music, and uh, some jazz. And every now and then, I might go into the country swing thing every now and then. As long as it's got roots, I don't mind playing it, you know. And they give me plenty of rope to hang myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the album's called That's a Fact, Jack. When does that come out? That's a Fact. It's out. It came oh. out in October. It's out oh. there somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> out there in the rings of Saturn. Yeah. It's out there someplace in the uh, clouds. You know, it's a. Uh... Is in your low rent tomb. 
winds on a land made by The sparkles of a sad old Drink up and be happy Live just for today Drown in cheap tequila record who's on it well the, the new album the new album is called that's a fact jack it uh it was released back in october it's 12 songs uh all original except for two uh one is an old song written by rick derringer called cheap tequila uh the other song was written by some of our family blackstone cherry and uh you know, we uh, it's it's out there, man. Uh, the, just have people they can go out there and check it out on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure it's a, it's on all the digital formats, and uh, it's a it's a solid band effort. Everybody sings. The main singer in the band is Doug Phelps, but everybody else gets a shot at it. I'm I'm not really. I don't claim to be a singer. I sing one song on there that we just redid a song we wrote back when we were kids back in 1973 called Shotgun Effie. And, and I said, you know, guys, we're getting older. We should 
maybe do an update. We, we had recorded a 45 of it back in 73 and released it in 74. And we sound like a bunch of little banshees, you know. <laughs> I said, let's try to do an updated version. So now we sound like old banshees, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Solid headhunter album. It, it, you know, if folks want to hear the headhunters, kind of where we're at now, it's a, it's a great album to check out. It's a fact, Jack. <laughs> 
And, uh, of course, the radio show, I do that every Monday night, uh, WDNS-FM out of Bowling Green, Kentucky, and you can check that out. Uh, there's the, You can get on the TuneIn app. You can check out D93 on TuneIn, or you can get the D93 app and check it out that way. Or go to www.wdnsfm.com. <laughs> and uh, what else? And I do a live stream for a company called Together, uh, TGTHR.co, which is a guitar type thing. I do that twice a month. So, you know, I'm, I stay pretty busy.
No, actually, actually, it's it's available on hard. You know, I mean, it's a CD. It's not on vinyl. I, I was hoping to see it come on vinyl, but I think most people are buying MP3s now and, and streaming. So I don't even know, you know. I know. What are your thoughts on vinyl? I, this comes up a lot in these interviews, and I've got my own personal beliefs, and and that the the actual package of the vinyl was a piece of art. It had artwork. And a lot of times it had a poster or something with it, but it was tangible and it was cool. And the artwork depicted kind of what was on the, on the music, you know, and that's missing. I absolutely love vinyl. I'm in a room, my music room here. Now I've got a lot of CDs. I've got, I don't even know how many CDs to tell you I've got down here. 10,000. Hmm. Uh, they're all over the place. They're, they're, they're actually, in categories, but I've got vinyl too. Matter of fact, I'm turning around looking at vinyl. I'm looking at uh, Jeff Beck Group. I'm looking at Chuck Berry, God, yeah. uh, Lonnie Mack, Eric Clapton, Freddie King, Jimmy Reed, Robert Johnson. Uh, you know, I, I've I've got a lot of vinyl. Matter of fact, I've got <laughs> I've got three stereos in the basement. I've got uh, in this room. I've got a Pioneer twelve fifty SX twelve fifty hooked up to a turntable and a CD player. Then in the den, I've got another little Pioneer system. Out in the garage, I've got a Kenwood. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're really nice sounding systems, though. Yeah. They're really nice. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, back in the 70s, I worked, I managed an electronics store that actually sold stereos, so I was really entrenched in stereos. And uh, the funny thing is, this one twelve, this SX 1250 I'm looking at right now, I bought brand new in 1977 through the store. Pioneer would allow employees to buy a system once a year. And I bought this. Okay, actually, I bought it in 76. And I had to sell it in the fall of 77 to buy a Marshall amplifier. And um, back a few years ago, the guy... <laughs> He was a friend of my older brother who passed away, and after the funeral, the guy said, "Yeah, I got something in the trunk I want to give you," and he gave me my stereo back. Oh, <laughs> wow. Know? And I, yeah, I've got my original stereo. I'm looking at it right now. I love it, man, and I love vinyl. I absolutely love vinyl. Uh, and I, I, I go look for CDs. I, I'll, I'll buy a CD. I, I don't do the streaming thing. That's not anything political or anything. Uh, ethical, I just don't do it. Uh, now, every now and then, I'll get on YouTube, and I'll look around for things, you know, go, okay, what about this song? You know, like if I'm looking for something obscure, like the Thomas Group, 1966, I'll go look for that, and I go, okay, I remember that. But I like something I can put in my hands, just like you described, you yeah. know. And there's something special about album covers. Uh, as a kid... I would study, you know, I'd buy Wheels of Fire or um, Are You Experienced? And I'd study everything written on those albums. You know, the songwriters, <laughs> the publishing companies, everything, mm -hmm. you know. And lyrics. Absolutely. The lyrical content. I talk to young kids now and I say, well, what's the first concert you went to? Or, well, I only went to one and there was a fight. I'm like, that is not what concerts used to be like when we used to, it might have smelled like weed and somebody threw up on the ground or something like that, but you know, there was never fights. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right, right, man. Um, Bruce, I don't, I don't know how old you are. How old are you? 66. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm an old guy. Oh, we're, we're, we're okay. I'm I'm 68, so we're we're right around the same age. My first concert was November 1966, The Loving Spoonful. Oh wow, the I more, love them. Yeah, oh me too. Matter of fact, I just interviewed John Sebastian yeah, and yeah. Arlen Roth. Just had them on my show, uh, my radio show on on Monday night, and uh, I'm a big, huge Loving Spoonful fan, and. Uh, my brother bought tickets. I remember in the fall of, uh, it was right October of 66, he came home and said, hey, the Loving Spoonful are coming to Moore Auditorium. You want to go see them? And I said, yes. <laughs> it changed my life, man. Changed my life. Uh, Absolutely. I have uh, the Loving Spoonful album. I think it's best of, but it has like, this is a shining example of what I was talking about. It, it yeah. folds out and it has posters. It has pictures of the guys in the band, kind of like the White Album did. And yes. Yeah, and I thought, well, that was pretty cool. And uh, it was memorable. And it it was it made them stand out a little bit more than just crappy albums that didn't have that stuff. But none of it's available now, nothing like that. You get a thumbnail for your artwork. And if you have a microscope, and you can see that on your, on your phone or whatever yeah. you're using to listen to music. It's so sterile now. Are you talking about the, the, the Greatest Hits album that's got the cartoons on the front? Yeah, exactly. Yes, that was, the, the cartoon was done by Crystal Russell. Uh, <laughs> God, you're good. Reason, <laughs> I, I, listen, the reason I know this, the reason I know this, that lady, this is crazy that you brought this up. When the Headhunters hit it back in 19... You know, the, album, the first album... Uh, Picking on Nashville was released in '89, but '90 it was it was rolling. And this lady contacted us, and she drew a cartoon of us, hmm. and she sent it. And um, we got we stayed in contact with her for a long time. And she did a cart, you know, she did a cartoon of each guy that we had on guitar picks and stuff. And she did a really cool one. It looked it, it looked just like. It looks just like the Loving Spoonful cover, basically. You oh, know? cool. And, yeah, so I know that cover that you're talking about well, and uh, God knows where she ended up at, because I have tried to look her up on social media, and she's no longer around. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure what she's doing. Yeah. You know? Huh, that's but interesting. But I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, every every album cover has a, uh, starts a story. Yeah. You know? I, <laughs> You know, you know. Every album cover tells a story. Story. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, some of them are probably scratched up from people rolling papers on them and stuff. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You used to use it to separate the stems and seeds out of the really bad weed you'd buy back then. <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. Now, where, where, where are you at? You're at. I looked a while ago, and I. I'm in Seattle. Area. Yeah. Oh, you're in Seattle. Yeah. Okay, is is that where Jerry Miller is? He live up there? Uh, oh Creek? yeah, okay. I think he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's another story. I, I you know, <laughs> I met. Oh, I love Moby Grape. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was like whatever happened to those guys? They just got started and they they were gone. You uh, know. Well, you know, they had the craziest story when Columbia signed them, and they released their album in 1967. Somebody in marketing had this brilliant idea that they're going to release six singles at once, <laughs> which was stupid. That's okay you if know? you're the Beatles, yeah. Yeah, and, and it just didn't, uh, 
I think the one song that really stuck was Omaha, and uh, the rest of them just kind of died. But it was a great uh, debut album. It was. Um, let's see, who is left? Uh, Skip Spence, he's the one that flipped out on acid, I think. And uh, he's dead now. There's a couple dead, but Miller is still alive. I think in Seattle, I'm pretty sure. I may be wrong. No, I think you're right. Yeah, and he's a great player. He was always a great player. Just amazing, you know. And uh, I don't know what happened to Bob Mosley and the rest of those guys. I I don't know. They, They were victims of bad management. That's what pretty much happened to those guys. Yeah, that was my take on it too, and that comes in lots of shapes and forms. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I understood. It comes down to money. Usually, somebody's greedy. Oh God, yes, yes. Supposedly, in their case, I don't know the guy's name, but yeah, it it, it was that type of thing. And there's a lot of that goes on, man. You know, the music business is uh, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Absolutely, not. yeah. You, you know, I, I always think back to this romantic, why I just want to write a song so people can hear it. There are so many obstacles yeah. between that concept and when it actually gets to somebody's ears, it's mind-boggling, as you know. Exactly, exactly. And there's, I'm sure there's, so, there's some stories out there that are, untarnished but uh in our case i mean we 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 had pretty good management and uh, by the grace of god we had some comments we learned you know we burn our fingers a little bit coming up you know and stuck and, and we learned the hard way but you you know there's nothing wrong with messing up as long as you learn from the experience you know experience is the best teacher a lot of times Gonna be alright Yeah, right 
gate He tells me, son, you better get in line Cause you'll have to wait Just trying to make the next day a bit better.